What most forces you to trust God? What pushes you to look to Him? This is Friday, December 29th, and we're finishing up this week our Advent study that's on joy. Now, usually I like to have my schedule and my days figured out. I have a daily routine, a weekly routine, you could say, and likely you do as well. I think all of us like having our lives this way because we can feel we have things under control. That leaves us taking care of things, or at least thinking we can. But things must change when interruptions come. We may need help or support where we used to have matters under control. That leads us to our scripture reading for today. This is Luke chapter 2, verse 13 to 14. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in, in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, we began looking at the shepherds yesterday and how God ambushed them. They had a visit from an angel who terrified them and then gave them a message. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, was coming into the world. They would find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And this was all taking place right around the corner in Bethlehem. As we saw yesterday, this was an immense interruption for them. They were not seeking the Lord at the time. Instead, the Lord surprised them. The Lord often interrupts our lives to get our attention. But he also does so because when our plans are changed, we are forced to trust in him. We are pushed to move from self-reliance more and more toward God dependence. Most of us plan our lives so as not to need anyone. We plan our lives to live within the boundaries of what you would call our effective will, what we can do and be in control of. But then God shows up, and then what will we do? Yes, we will find there's an unexpected medical need or an unplanned relationship rift. Will we trust God then? I remember reading a story from Pete Grieg. He's a British pastor, and he also heads a prayer movement. One day he was returning to London from California, and his connection was in Chicago. But his flight was delayed because a volcano had erupted in Iceland. It looked like he'd have to wait a day or two before the dust cleared and he could fly home. He was complaining to God about the interruption when he thought of a friend living in Madison, Wisconsin. Now, he had friends in Chicago he could stay with, but he was motivated to email and reach out to his friend in Madison. He said, hey, I'm in Chicago. Can I come crash on your couch? Now, he didn't know that the friend he was emailing had experienced an immense tragedy in his life. And earlier in that same day, that man had told his wife, if I could have anyone with me right now, it would be Pete. But he's in England. But the thing was, Pete wasn't in England. He was stuck in Chicago. And Pete had never even been to his house. But he was going just at the time he was needed. Now, at the time, we may complain about the change in plans, about all the trouble the interruption causes, but we need to learn that it is here that it is here that God is most often working. 
This shows us a second reason God interrupts in our lives. It's not until I'm pulled off my plans that I have to trust God. It's not until my plans fall apart that I have to call out to God. When my life is all about my plans and my purposes and my schedule, do I have to depend on God? That is the way we like to arrange our lives, for sure. We want everything under control. But this keeps us from growing in God. I like the way author Tyler Stanton explains it. He said, To love someone, they have to express some kind of need. And I don't express much need. I'm in charge. I have a well-ordered life. I have a plan, an agenda. Even the people closest to me... I have not given much opportunity to love me. I haven't given Jesus much opportunity to love me. Then my life is interrupted. I discover my vulnerability. I discover my need. I need help. As he explains, it's in places like this that our hearts are exposed and we can receive love. People can love us and God can love us. Our trust in God and dependence on him Well, it must grow. Again, this is a place we don't want to be. We don't want to need help. And in many ways, we try to plan our lives so that this never happens. But when it does, it teaches us that we need other people and we also need God as well. As I look at my life, I agree with Tyler Stanton. Even the people closest to me may find me difficult to love because most of the time it likely seems that I need nothing. I'm okay on my own. When that is where I am, I'm missing out on being loved by God. Can you see in this in the interruptions in your life? When you were needy, people stepped forward to care for you and support you. And this strengthened the bonds between you and them, and also between you and God. This is what God wants for us. Not an independence, but an interdependence on each other that makes all of us stronger. So where is God working in your life to reveal your need of others and to reveal your need of him? Let's pray. Lord God, we don't want to be desperate. We want our lives to go smoothly. Yet you show up when show us that we are in need, that you are for us, and that you will provide for us. We thank you for your grace and mercy and that you are at work in our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.